if I could even be a small part of of their journey to getting on the road and contribute to that, then that was really satisfying to me. And it's just really cool to find that piece of paper years later and see, I started this thing in like my bedroom in Colorado and now it's, you know, eight years later and it's still going. It's it's crazy. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. All right, so we've been talking about landing a remote job for a while now, but the one thing you're probably most curious about is how to learn the online skills you need to land these jobs. I'm not just talking about getting a brief introduction, but learning from actual accredited schools so you can be taken seriously when you apply for these jobs. You've been waiting for a while and I'm really sorry about that, but I have finally created a whole page listing the best courses to take from teaching English online to becoming a freelance writer and so much more, all from trusted sources that will get you that remote job. So if you're ready and serious to take the next step, then visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. Again, you can visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. On this episode, I am so honored to speak with Jason, who is the host of the Zero to Travel podcast, which is one of the top travel podcasts in the world, where he can help you travel the world no matter what your situation or experience. The show was recently nominated as the best travel podcast by iHeartRadio, and his work has been featured in the Washington Post, Travel and Leisure, and Forbes, among other places. So listen on to find out how Jason has created a community that embraces offbeat travel and living. <laughs> hey everyone, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to speak with my guest today. I'm here with Jason. Hey Jason, how are you? Hi, <laughs> I'm great. I'm about 14 cups of coffee into the day. <laughs> it's uh, mid-afternoon here in Norway where I live and feeling good. How are you? I am great. Um, you know, before we went and hit record, I was having a lot of technical issues and I'm just really lucky that Jason is a fellow podcaster. So he's like, I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's nothing that can sort of throw you off your game like tech issues sometimes, <laughs> right? You know, they get you all like, I don't know, crazy. <laughs> tech issues make me crazy. Maybe it's just me. I don't I know. know. Somebody listening out there, I, I think... Know. Feels the same way. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. That's why I was like, my husband was trying to fix everything. I'm like, of course, this would happen when I have Jason on. And he's like a huge <laughs> podcaster. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. But I'm just glad. Stop, that- stop, stop. <laughs> I'm glad that you <laughs> stuck it out with me and you're here because I'm so excited to talk to you. I have been a fan of yours for quite some time because obviously you have two podcasts. One is Zero to Travel which is amazing and I'm you know you interviewed me for that show and then you also have location indies to like two huge podcasts so before I you know keep bragging about you can you can you tell us in your own words who you are and why you live an offbeat life Jason yeah well you mentioned the podcast you were to travel and the mission there is really just to help people travel the world on their terms no matter 
what their situation or experience. So I feel like we have very similar miss- missions, you know, in that way, exploring a lot of these topics through interviews and just over time learning that there are so many different ways to create whatever version of your offbeat life that you want to create is. And as you change and evolve as a person, you're able to, I think, if you're, you should have an awareness around like this idea of, hey, you know, I, I like the idea of living like an offbeat life or, you know, that, that vibes with me. You can kind of decide what that means to you at any given age and any given year of your life. And I think that's one thing that's really cool about, well, I'll use the buzzword lifestyle design, right? <laughs> Which might be a word that, you know, some people might think, well, that's overused or is that really a thing? I, I think it really is a thing. It, it, what, it re, what it means to me really is just having an awareness around what you want your daily life to look like, how you want to live, the people you want to be around, and then taking the right actions to put yourself in that situation where you can can do that, can live that, or can at least live part of it, or at least start working towards it. And I think this is can be a slippery slope because you don't want to look at like some ideal version of what an offbeat life is and and like somehow you're going to get there and everything's going to be magical and rainbows and unicorns. It's, it's more about, right? Like that's, that's like the whole success trap, right? Like you get somewhere and then you just want to go to the next thing and the next thing, sort of the hedonic treadmill, they call it. But, you know, just trying to live in that moment and really be intentional with how you live your life. And I think the intention of having like an offbeat life, for example, just causes you to make different decisions, right? If you're just like, yeah, no, I don't want... like The status quo thing isn't for me, and I know that. Well, what are some of the other things I can do out there? What are some of the other ways to live? Uh, what are some of the other ways to approach like, you know, either my, my education or the things I put time into? And which of those ways will kind of lead to the sort of the daily life I want to live now? So that was maybe a, a bit of a long rant. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. And I, I think you brought up a really good point where we do get into this mindset where we want to leave our nine to five and then we're location independent and then we have to keep going. And then there's always that hamster wheel that you're trying to move forward, trying to move forward. And then you get to that point where I should be happy here. I should be good. And then you're still unhappy, right? Because there's, you know, the the grass is always greener on the other side, they say. And then you never get to that point And you're always wondering, why am I still unhappy, even though I actually got to where I am? And it's so interesting how I think, like you mentioned, living in the moment and also really gratitude, just being really thankful for what you actually have achieved. And I think most of us don't have enough of that when we finally do accomplish something. I think we're always looking forward, like what's next? What's next? Instead of like, okay, let's take a moment. What did I actually do? Am I really proud of myself right now? Yes, I freaking am. And let's let's celebrate (laughs) that, right? I mean, have you felt like this? Because I've definitely done that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of the big challenges about carving your own path is a lot of the work you put in online, for example, let's say with what you do, what I do, a lot of it's future-based, right? You're you're kind of planting seeds, you're you're doing things so you can grow your company or, or keep it going, or you're working towards some goals or whatever. But at the same time, we live now. So how do you find that balance between 
not spending all of your time working towards something that's going to happen months or years later when that that's a great thing when that happens but maybe you've done that months or years ago and and but you're still doing it instead of like you said maybe finding a little bit of time to just enjoy where you're at now there's no easy answer i can't sit here and say well here's the formula for <laughs> life life work balance right if that's even a thing um again i think it's important to cultivate an awareness around these things uh, if i always come back to one word, it's this idea of awareness. And gratitude is a great word too. You can lock in on, on some of these one word themes that are easy to remember throughout the day that can uh, bring you back, maybe give you a, a gut check. You know, it, maybe it's time to turn off the computer and play a little guitar for me yeah. right now. You know, not right now, not in the middle of this interview. <laughs> I'm not going to leave everybody hanging here. But, you know, is it okay to, you know, sit down and say, write a song? spend a couple hours in the middle of the afternoon writing a song and doing that without feeling guilty about the work you're not getting done. That can be very difficult for people that work for themselves and a certain type of person, I feel, uh, depending on how your personality is and how able you are to shut those things off. So it's something I, I think I struggled more in the past that I have my head around a bit more now, but it do- doesn't mean I always do it in the way that feels comfortable. You know, I'd really like to be able to shut things off a bit more. It's hard. Yeah, I am with you on that. And it's funny because I was just talking to my husband about that. And I was like, you know, I really need to learn how to just chill out. I need to learn how to put the computer down, turn it off. (laughs) Uh, Like you mentioned, Jason. And okay, this is another interesting thing is because most of us want to leave a job, right, that we maybe are not really passionate about to do something that we're absolutely passionate about. But now another problem, and you mentioned this, is not being able to turn it off because you love it so much. And that could be a problem, right? And you never think about that when you're just working for it. But when you're in that actual moment, now it's consuming your entire life. And even though it's really enjoyable. And I, and for me, that's why I, I literally will work seven days a week. And when, you know, you talked about guilt and that resonated with me so much because I was like, oh my gosh, Jason, that every time I don't work, I feel really guilty because I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And it's such balance. That's another word. Balancing everything is so important because, yeah, you do have to enjoy life outside of the screen, outside of work, because it can get really tough when you do really enjoy and you love what you do. But now everything else is secondary. And that could also (laughs) impact your personal relationships, like with your partner, with your children, with your friendships. Like it could be a big thing. (laughs) Yeah, does impact. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, we're not in a bubble as much as sometimes we think we are. It definitely impacts everybody around us. It's tough. There's no easy answer. I, I would say that it's good to step away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good yeah. to take walks. I think there's a lot. There are a lot of simple things that can be done, and and I think it really what this comes down to for me at least is just coming back to these simple, memorable things that we can do for ourselves to step away because I don't think anybody is going to sit on their deathbed at the end of (laughs) their life and say, man, I wish I had more screen time. (laughs) Darn it. 
<laughs> if only I could go back and download some more apps. <laughs> How <laughs> could know? I have reorganized <laughs> my life to to get more of that? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sort of joking around, but this is the this is the kind of perspective that helps me when when I think about. I know it sounds like I'm like morbidly happy. I always say because it's. <laughs> You know, I, I think about death quite often, but not in a sad way. I think in the in the Western society, at least, it's really frowned upon to to talk about death. It's sort of like this taboo topic. But the reality is, we're all going to die as much as we can't even believe it. Sometimes, like, well, that's that's for everybody else, but not me. I'm not going to die. But it's like, well, we are. So, how important is this thing right now? Or, you know, am I really going to regret playing guitar for a couple hours during the day? Later on, it just reframes everything. When you think about the real big picture, not the big picture of your day or even your month, but of your life, that that's a good reality sort of gut check for me. It's like, okay, it, it makes it more easier to basically say, forget forget the work thing right now. But like you said, I mean, I think it's okay. If you're, if you're loving work and you're losing time in it, you know, then, you know, that that's cool. Right, like you don't need to step away if, if you're enjoying yourself, right? <laughs> or maybe you do. I don't know. I love to create. I, I imagine that's a big part of your life and something that you love to do, right? I mean, you're creating a podcast and all these things. You have to create content. You have to think of new ideas, and that's fun. And it takes a lot of time. Like you, I enjoy it. So I don't really. I I, I guess I consider it work in the sense is a part of what I do professionally, but. It's uh, podcasting is still one of my favorite things to do. So to sit on here and, and hop on a call with you like this, I'm not like, oh, geez, I got, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I can't wait to get done with this so I can go outside. I'm like, well, this is fun. I, I just get to chat with cool people like you and uh, enjoy, enjoy myself. And as much of that as you can put into your work as possible, I mean, that's not a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think we talked about this on on your podcast, how podcasting has really changed both of our lives. And you started both of your shows when podcasting wasn't a really huge thing as it is right now. I think you started a zero to travel in what, 2013, right? Is that when you started? And it's End of 2013. Yeah. yeah. And now it's 2022 and years, <laughs> years and years later, you have millions of downloads and you're still going. But in the beginning, it is a struggle, right? And there's a reason why you started it. So can you take us back to that time? What made you decide or what kind of attracted you to, to this platform to actually start having these conversations with people? Well, thanks for this question. I think I think it's an important thing to think about for somebody listening that's either just starting out or anywhere in your business. I am kind of a firm believer in picking one platform and just going with it. And there are very few people that can do everything all the time super well. I feel I I mean, they do and they're probably really good at hiring people and just cranking out content and it's but you know, to think that you're going to be huge on YouTube and you're going to have a huge podcast and, and you're going to blow it up on social, you know, I mean, that can happen. But I feel that a better bet is to just pick the platform that resonates with you the most and that you're going to enjoy and have fun with and go all in on that. And for me, that, that's audio and podcasting because I get to talk to people. 
I love to just have conversations and to learn and to be able to share those conversations and provide value to others. Everything about it, I just love it. And it's something that changed my life too. Like I've listened to the Tony Robbins, you know, tapes. I'm using, uh, you know, air quotes now, <laughs> but like, you know, you listen to those programs because they're so old. He still calls them like tapes or whatever, you know, audiobooks, podcasts myself. I mean, it's something that has changed my life as a consumer, as somebody consuming content. So, it's kind of makes sense that I would also enjoy it. And I think the interactivity of it, as opposed to sitting back and editing videos or something like that. I, I like this. I like just having a chat. But the reason why I started it was because after traveling around for many years, I had like a decade plus as a nomad and all kinds of crazy travel experiences. I just loved learning about all the different ways people could travel and just meeting all these characters and hearing their stories and hearing about different things they were doing to to travel the world that I didn't even know a person could do. Now, to date myself, I mean, a lot, a lot of that information is available online now. But back then, it really wasn't for me. It was all new. I'm like, what? You're working on farms? Like, how does that work? You know, what, what do you mean? This is crazy. Um, you know, all of these things. So I, I always felt, I mean, when I was starting the podcast, I was like, more people need to, to know about these things and hear how this works and get the practical advice, but also the inspiration because I always found those stories inspiring. And when I would meet like an Australian in a hostel and I was you know, traveling for a piddly one or two months and they're like, I've been on the road for three years, mate. I'm just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> three years? Like, you know, I'm nomadic because I'm doing all these jobs and stuff, but I, you know, I'm working in between. I never even thought of like putting on a backpack and just budget traveling for three years. You know? So like, all these things were blowing my mind. And I just thought this would be a great way to share it. So I was thinking back when you asked this question, I remember because I found this piece of paper uh, just recently because I got a box shipped from my old place in Colorado to where I live in Norway of my old stuff. And in there was a notebook where I had found the original notes for this uh, podcast and Zero to Travel and the whole brand and everything. And my big intention at the top was to tra uh, inspire 1 million people to travel the world. Which was, you know, really big thinking. Seemed ridiculous when I when I wrote it down, uh, but I always loved helping people travel. I traveled a lot, so when people would ask me how to do this or that, or how I could do it, or how they could do it for themselves, then it would just light me up, and I really enjoyed giving people that advice and helping them live the life that that life if they wanted to live it. I was just naturally attracted to that, so that kind of fell hand in hand with the podcast, right? I was like, well, this is. This is what I want to do. I want to help people travel. I, I think I probably wrote it down and was like laughing at myself. But you know, it's good to think big. Here, years later, I mean, the download, like you, uh, the, the podcast has been downloaded millions of times, like you said. And I have to think, okay, you know, with all the work I've done, if if I've played a little part in in say ten percent of those people's lives to help them get out on the road, then then maybe I've actually hit that goal. You know, in in some way, it's unquantifiable, of course. If I could even be a small part of of their journey to getting on the road and contribute to that, then that was really satisfying to me. And it's just really cool to find that piece of paper years later and see, I started this thing in like my bedroom in Colorado <laughs> and now it's, you know, eight years later and it's still going. It's, it's crazy. It's an amazing journey. And it's so funny how this platform can literally change your life. And now it's your business. So let's get to that, Jason. How did you go from zero to professional podcaster, <laughs> right? Because your 
whole business is about helping people and you got to that point because of you sharing these incredible journeys that people have had and of course you also made this incredible life for yourself from something that you're absolutely passionate about how did you get to this point you know like you mentioned you know eight years later and you have a whole team a whole business uh with this with this platform with podcasting and you kind of got into it when there wasn't a lot of information on the topic that you were podcasting about and also podcasting was not as big when I started people were still a lot of things were still unknown and you started years and years before me so I can't even imagine what that journey was like because there wasn't a lot of things you can google you know and if it was you're like oh boy this is not a lot (laughs) (laughs) no I remember being at my dad's once and I was recording up he's like what are you doing like what is this I don't even I'm like I'm not even sure if I know what this is but I'm recording a podcast now no um Well, I want to tie this back in with the offbeat life theme that you have here because I lived an unconventional life before all of this. It's subjective. It's my life. So I can I can only speak to it for myself. But you know, some outsiders might have been like, that was ridiculous what you did. I graduated college. I started doing all these crazy traveling jobs. I worked as a touring professional for like over 10 years. I managed event tours. I worked in music as a tour manager, did the whole like sleeping on the tour bus, traveling around with like famous band thing. Like, I mean, I I worked as an adventure travel tour guide. I got to do all these really cool jobs, traveling around, earning money. And in between these contracts, traveling overseas and backpacking and all this stuff. So, um, you know, after like living an unconventional or offbeat life for uh, so many years, it's just like once you do that, it's really hard to go back. So the podcast and my entrepreneurial journey was really an extension of me just wanting to keep doing cool things because uh, a pivotal moment for me was when I started doing the music touring towards the tail end of my touring career. And I really liked this band I was working with and they asked me to go as their tour manager on like their world tour. And I said, no, (laughs) because I was sort of at the end of my touring days, I felt, and I was ready for a bit of a change. But I knew when I said no, I was like, well, I said no, because I was like, well, this would be, this would be an amazing experience. And I would be a part of helping them live their dreams, but I'm sort of ready to live some of my next dreams. You know, I've done like this set of my dreams. I've traveled and done all these things. I'm not sure what that is, but I need to figure it out. So saying no to that was a big thing because after that, I was like, if I said no to that, which I know I was going to love and it was going to be an awesome experience, I better do something cool (laughs) that I love, you know? So there was uh, some years of struggle in there. Like, you know, I had had gotten like a regular job for a couple of years where I was living in Boulder, Colorado, but I wanted to live in Colorado. I wanted to live in one place, had that experience, got like a regular job, which was still a cool job. It was a, a sales job selling like whiskey and wine and I host like whiskey dinners and <laughs> that's awesome. You know, I had like this expense budget where we could go out and just like buy food and hang out with at cool restaurants all yeah. So it was it was still cool. You know, it was still cool. Your um, regular job is most people's dream job. Yeah, yeah. Like I just don't I just I just have been very fortunate in that I've been able to like do really cool things. So I just can't go back from that. Like and this is I guess the lesson I wanted to share that I've brought out of this is if you're trying to live like a more unconventional life and like you have that intention and you're like ready for that, just get it going in some way. And once you kind of get it going, 
you know, you don't know where things are going to lead and you're off and running. There's so many different ways you can, you could spend, and you could do it in a short way, right? Like you could spend a season, my, my buddy Jason's doing this. You can spend a season working as a bartender in one of the national parks and like live there and just, you know, I know different people have families in different situations, but there's some version of something totally different than what you've done that you can go do. That could be like a smaller chunk of time or something, but it could be a stepping stone to a bigger, more like, offbeat, unconventional life. I think that that's a great way to like a practical way to just kind of get going. And, and then I think it's super motivating because you start doing all these cool things and you, and you don't want to stop. So when, when it came to the podcast and all, I wanted to help people to travel. I wanted to start a cool business that I was passionate about because I didn't want to do something that like I didn't work in, in a, like a finance career or something just because it was really good money. And even though I hated being in the, like I, 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 you know, all the event jobs and things I loved, I, I enjoyed doing. I mean, there were some that sucked, but that's normal. But overall, I liked the way I was living my life and my lifestyle. So uh, I just really wanted to continue that with the podcast and the work I was doing entrepreneurially. And that's what's cool. As you know, you have a chance when you start your own thing to kind of design it and figure out like who your ideal customer is going to be and who you want to be around on a daily basis, what type of things you want to do. And then you just build that into your business and make that a part of your work. And then your daily life can be quite enjoyable with your work because if you love podcasting or you love talking to people, you start a podcast, then start a podcast and start talking to people and meeting them and you get to do something awesome. And like I didn't make any money on the podcast for a really long time, but I, I love it. It doesn't matter. And if I stop making money on it next week, I would still be doing it. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you definitely created your lifestyle design, you know. Um that's that's our buzzword for today. And look where it got you and I think that's one of the best things that you can do with your life. You have you do have a lot of say in what can happen, right? There's yeah. a lot of decisions that you can make and you can truly live a life that, that you want. And there's a lot to say for that. And it's not just about the money, because at the end of the day, like you mentioned, when you die, you're not going to remember how much you made. Maybe some people will, but most of the time it's the experiences and what you got out of it. And it's really cool that your conventional jobs too, Jason, was pretty unconventional for, for a lot of people. I mean, come on, that's, that's pretty awesome. So sorry, there's one thing I wanted to add because I think in these stories, I think people can just see the end result and mm -hmm. think that there was, you know, oh well, look, it worked out and yeah, I love what I'm doing and it's working out, but that doesn't mean I didn't start and fail a bunch of things in between and try different things that didn't work and did things that made me feel really uncomfortable at the time that now I've gotten more used to doing thinking about even just recording those first podcasts it's like you know the imposter syndrome's real yo mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so it's all part of the journey and I just don't want this podcast to come off as like an another Instagram post, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like, oh, ev everything worked out great. Well, no, I mean, there was a lot of struggles like everybody has in life. So uh, I just wanted to, to point that out and just to mention that because it's, it's okay and it's part of it. And no matter what you do, there's going to be struggles. So it's almost like you want to pick and choose what your struggles are going to be. Yeah, I love that. You you can. You can be miserable doing something that you love and also be miserable something doing something that you hate. So you <laughs> might as well be miserable doing something that you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if you go, if you 
become a nomad, say, and it was like your dream to become nomadic and you start being living a digital nomad, you're going to have crappy days. You're going to have days where you question the whole lifestyle. And one day you probably will stop living that lifestyle because you don't like it anymore. That's the nature of life. It's all part of it. And I, I think that's where it's really important to... And you can tell me how you do it with your business, but or your life. I, I really look at it as a lifestyle thing. Like lifestyle is always the word I come back to. And it's like, well, what kind of lifestyle do I want to live? And you, you, you kind of have to fine tune it as you go on as well, because things change. And that means you're going to have to make some adjustments because the lifestyle you've been living, say for the last year or two, all of a sudden there's parts of it that you don't like. Mm-hmm. So then you need to proactively figure out different ways that you can make adjustments to course correct in some ways. I'm sure, I mean, have you had to do that in your own business? And- oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And and that's the thing too. I, we're all constantly evolving. And then once we reach a certain goal, for me, sometimes I find that it wasn't right for me. And I've definitely had to course correct my business a few times. And I had to do that during the pandemic, now, um, you know, the last few months, I've had to do a lot of different things because I actually found that this way of doing my business was just not right for me. It didn't make me happy. And there was a moment where I was making a lot with this specific thing that I was doing, but I was just miserable. And I was like, this is not worth it, even if like the income is there. And then it was like back to square one. And then you have to rebuild up again, even though you have a business that you've had for a really long time, it's always an up and down. And I, one of the things that for me is, I think a lot of people ask, you know, you've been doing this twice as long or longer than me, Jason. And I look at you and I'm like, how do I get to Jason's? Like, how do I get that right now? Like where Jason is at right now? And a lot of people don't see all of the other struggles you had gone through, you know, before you got to where you are. And I think a lot of that is people just want what they can't have right now without working for it. And they think there's like this secret sauce, like Jason, in this interview, you're going to tell me exactly what you're doing right now so I can get to where you are and do X, Y, and Z. And there's just not, right? They're like, most of the time, there's no shortcut to that point. Well, there's there's one secret sauce. Yeah. Tell us, Jason. Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Drum roll, please. <laughs> you have to take action. Yeah. And you have to take the right actions. And sometimes taking the right action, figuring out what the right actions are going to be means you have to take a bunch of the wrong actions. Oh, that's the right action. Got it. Um, But, you know, things didn't really start happening for me entrepreneurially until I started taking action. And the reason why it took me so long to take action was because I had a lot of ideas, but I could never pick one. I was that guy. And I think I also feared deep down when when I reflect back and I think what was it that was preventing me from doing it? And really the thing that it was, was I didn't want the responsibility. I really enjoyed traveling without email and, you know, any type of responsibility in that way. And I just didn't want it, you know? Um, And I I realized that later that that was probably the, the big thing holding me back. And also just kind of the fear of wasting time or money on something that wouldn't work. But if you can identify the thing that might be holding you back. I mean, just be honest with yourself, right? I shouldn't say holding you back. It's like, if you're not ready for the responsibility for, in my case, right? Well then just table the idea of like being an entrepreneur until you're ready, like, and just accept it, you know, just accept where you are in life and like, be honest with yourself. 
Uh, and it's it's sometimes hard to dig out those deep roots or identify them and, and really understand what what is the sort of the mindset thing or like what are some of the things that are sort of preventing me from taking action and just being honest with that if you're somebody listening that you know you've struggled with that too just trying to identify what that is and, and having that honest conversation and asking those questions of yourself and then actually answering them but you find when you start taking action even when it's the wrong thing you get momentum because you're like okay I'm I'm doing this like most of starting a business is just doing stuff and finding out what works. And if you look at any, most business, I would say, I mean, how many awesome businesses are there out there? Like (laughs) truly incredible companies, you know, like, you know, Apple and like some of these bigger, but it's, it's so hard to build a business that the, the big secret is nobody knows what the F they're doing. <laughs> it's true. They don't. They don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I I worked for a guy for a couple of years. My first location independent gig was as a business development consultant. And he had been running this business successfully, mind you, for, for many, many years and was respected in this space. And I mean, he a lot of times he's like, I don't, yeah, didn't know what was going, you know, I mean, knew what was going on, but it's just like, was just honest with like, hey, you know, you, you just, we're just figuring this out as we go. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's, oh, okay. Sauce. That's what's going on with all of these people. They, they're just like figuring it out all the time mm-hmm. and they don't really know what they're doing most of the time either. <laughs> really? So let that be empowering to you. I'll speak for myself. I don't want to speak for Debbie here, but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a little tongue in cheek because some things I, you know, I know how to get on and record a podcast, but that's because I've done it 700 times, you know? I mean, so you build these skills over time, but the, the big picture stuff, like what might, you know, work and what might not in business? Should you hire this person or that? All the questions that come up constantly. It's, uh, you don't know what you're doing. You're just trying to do the best you can with uh, the experience and the knowledge you have. And in order to gain that experience and knowledge, you need to start taking action and accept that you're going to make mistakes. And just like that always helps right away too, to just kind of accept that right off the bat. Just be like, I know I'm going to screw up a bunch. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Great. So then when you screw up, you're like, well, that's not surprising because <laughs> yeah. if you go into business, you're going to start, you're going to try something and it's going to fail. So like, just accept that now. And then when it happens, you could be like, okay, like I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Cause it's going to. Exactly. And, and, and that's with me. I'm like failure. That's just an everyday thing. <laughs> It's yeah. like, it's what happened? Imposter syndrome. <laughs> like you could, you know, work, work, work. And uh, like even some interviews, I mean, I've done all these podcasts and still sometimes I might feel like, you know, is that my, am I up to, am I up for this? <laughs> like, do I have this, you know, prepped right? And, you know, I could do a better job. I don't know. All these things. So yeah. you're always be careful what you say to yourself. Yeah. You're always questioning yourself a lot of times, um, whether you've been at it for a long time or you're new. And there's always that mindset that, you know, it's, it doesn't go away, right? Even 
big successful people who have been doing things for a very long time, they're always constantly questioning themselves. And I do love that you are saying the secret sauce is just taking action because inaction is really a surefire way to failure because that's it. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. You're just, standing. I mean, action's a pretty surefire way to failure too. It's yeah. just a matter of using failure as a stepping stone yeah. to learning. the next thing or learning from it. Yeah. But I think also what you said, that could be another secret sauce is just understanding that there's going to be this negative self-talk. It, it just w- will. I mean, it happens because we're human. So we need to learn to just not pay attention to that and just keep moving forward and taking action regardless because that's another guaranteed thing, I feel. And it, it's a bit of a muscle to build to not listen to yourself sometimes. First of all, try to try to be kind to yourself. Like, <laughs> be like, but I say that to my friend. Why am I saying yes. that to myself? That's crazy. Um, but, you know, we're going to because we have mental chatter. So just don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. You have to just keep when, when the imposter syndrome and the sort of like, who am I to do this type of stuff? Or there's so many competitors, they don't need another one. I'm not going to be unique and all this stuff. I mean, everybody is unique and has their own unique perspective. So, and when you see competitors out there in your space, well, that's a good thing because that must mean that there is business to be had because if people are earning money from X, Y, or Z niche, that means you can too. So you just bring your own creative spin to it. But don't listen to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to your negative self, I yeah. should say. I, I totally agree with that. And there's a saying, right? Right place, right time, but also right mindset. Because you can be at the right place at the right time. But if you're not there mentally, it's not going to happen. Right? It's so true. <laughs> I, I mean, I think the the idea of mindset being an important thing is underrated. Yeah. Sometimes. It, it's just like... Oh, well, that's just like fluff. They're talking about mindset. There's no practical business. Well, like you really can't do it without the mindset because how you're thinking about these things is what push propels the whole thing forward. Completely agree. Completely agree. And that's happened to me. And has it happened to you, Jason, where it's like everything was great and then you kind of screwed yourself over because... You just weren't there. Like your mind, you know what they say? It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy when you start thinking about it, thinking about it, all these negative things, and then you let it happen. And it's so interesting how that is true because that has happened to me several times. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So speaking of secret sauce, you have been doing this for quite some time podcasting and you mentioned that you weren't creating income until a while later. How were you able to create income from this? Because I got this question a lot from either my podcast or my website, business in general. How are you making this sustainable for yourself, Jason? Because you've been doing this for a long time. If you didn't make money, I don't know how you would have lived. (laughs) (laughs) Um, when you said, speaking of secret sauce, I thought you were going to ask me for like a spaghetti recipe. <laughs> that too. We'll, well talk I've about that after cans, the show. <laughs> two cans of crushed tomatoes, some oregano. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Later, Jason, that's after the show. <laughs> that's Part secret, two, secret. cooking show, offbeat cooking. Uh, that'd be fun. Okay. So yeah. How do you make an income from a podcast is the same way you make an income from anything, which is a very simple business formula. <laughs> You identify a problem and then you offer a product or service that solves that problem. 
and you serve people. That's all it is. So, you know, there has to be a, a, a market opportunity. There has to be, you have to find like a market fit and things like that. You want to figure out who you want to serve, figure out what problems they have and figure out what solutions you can provide and then offer them. And that's all I've done with the podcast. The, the things that I've done around the podcast were businesses that would serve the, you know, the podcast audience. Uh, I didn't start the podcast as a, like to be a business really. I started it because, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that was smart. It was just <laughs> my intention at the time was just uh, not to do this as a business thing, but just, well, this will be, this is just something I really want to do. And I want to share these stories. And, you know, maybe this is more of the intuitive spiritual side of me, but it's like, if I, if I put some value out there to people, then I'll figure something out. So it's just how much value can, can you provide? And some of that, you know, you could provide 98% free value and maybe 2% paid value, but you just got to get enough people to pay for those things, right? So in my case, I mean, we've done this bundle sale. The Paradise Pack was the first uh, sort of project that came off the podcast. Then we started a community for location-dependent entrepreneurs and digital nomads and people wanting to live that lifestyle because it was sort of a scratch in our own itch thing uh, with my business partner. Like We both wanted to be around more people doing this and there wasn't a lot of that out there. And we realized other people wanted to be around those people too. So that worked. And then later came, you know, brand advertisers and things like that. But brand advertising for podcasting specifically is something I would never recommend that people hang their hat on as a thing. Like, well, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to earn a bunch of money from advertising. It's like, you're probably not. <laughs> um, you know, I, I do earn like a like a decent yearly salary now from advertising, but that only happened until really last year. And I've been doing this for eight years. So, and I have a small podcast in the realm of podcasts. Like it might be like a pretty good size podcast in the travel category, but believe it or not, it's a small category. But in the podcasting world, my show is like itty bitty little thing, you know? I beg to differ. Um, You're very big. So he's very, being very humble. <laughs> no, 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 it's true though, because yeah. And like, you know, people look at Joe Rogan has a hundred million dollar, you know, Spotify. It's like, there's one of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many other of those can you name? So, you know, the thing with starting a podcast and then having earning an income from it, it's really going to be about what businesses are you going to start that tie in with the podcast. And then you could, if you're wanting to think of your podcast from like a business standpoint, like your listeners may become like leads that can then become paying customers for the X, Y, or Z service that you offer. Um, I don't think anybody wants to think of their listeners as leads, and I certainly don't. (laughs) But for people that have a business that want to start a podcast to attract people to that business, that's something that people do. You know, They have a business first and they start a podcast to, to bring people in. I think podcasting for me, like it's just been a great way to meet really cool people like yourself, to get like more connected and Space that you work in to have wonderful conversations that you can learn from that teach you so much about life and yourself. It's like almost a way of traveling without traveling. You know, I just love to get all these different perspectives. And then it's an opportunity to provide value and something to the world that can help other people too. That's what it is for me. But yeah, if you want to kind of make a living off of it, then you have to just look at some of the problems that maybe your audience faces and some uh, products and services you can offer that can solve those problems that are paid. 
Yeah, I love that. And, you know, you mentioned you started your podcast without even thinking that it was going to make any money at all. And you were just talking to people that you really love, maybe even mentioning products or services that you were already using. And it was all from you and it was all organic. And that's what I did, too. Like, you know, I started the offbeat life. I didn't honestly I didn't even know I could make money from podcasting when people were mentioning it to me. I'm like, what? You can make money from this. And it is incredible once you figure out all these nuances and you talked about one of the big things, Jason, is that just figuring out what people actually want, putting things out there, putting products that you really love and it's all organic and it's things that you actually will use, brands that you actually believe in. And as a travel podcast in the the travel niche, there's so many things that we usually mention that we already use, whether it's accommodations, when you're traveling as a nomad, maybe it's a backpack that you're using that's really sustainable and you can use it all the time. And one of the things that I've used, and you probably use this too, because I'm an affiliate for, you know, Paradise Pack that that you do uh, once a year, um, is affiliates. That's one of the things that I do. And I love working for companies, being an affiliate for companies that truly mean something to me, like for, for the Paradise Pack. And as a traveler, as a travel podcaster, travel blogger, I do mention a lot of different places that I enjoy. That's why our sponsor today is uh, Travel Payouts. They're actually an affiliate company specifically for travel creators. So like for travel, bloggers, travel podcasters, travel vloggers, if you do video. And one of the things that I really love about them is that you can share products and services that you absolutely love and you can create income from that. You just mentioned the services on your website and you can create extra income right away. So it could be insurance, car rentals, accommodation, and it's all in one place, which is something that I love. If you've worked with other affiliate companies, Jason, there's usually like one company and one affiliate place and then another one and it's all over the place and it's really confusing for me. With them, it's all in one place. You don't have to be disorganized like I usually am. So if you are all thinking about becoming an affiliate, if you're a travel creator, make sure to check out travel payouts and earn money doing what you love. So you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash travel payouts to get started and make sure to use their promo code new 2022 to get $25 on top of your first payout. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com slash travel payouts and use the promo code new 2022 because we want to earn more money just talking about and you know using things that we love already so that's what I love about that you know because what's the best thing that you can do besides doing what you love making money from it too Love that. So Jason, thank you so much. Before we let you go, I love the conversation that we had. And I just want to ask you, let's move forward to maybe 30 to 40 years from now. No. Uh, yes, let's do Come that. Come on. Let's do that. And and you're looking back to what you've been doing with your life, maybe right now. Um, what would you like your legacy to be and what do you want to be remembered for? Come on, this is almost <laughs> too much. This is what you're throwing at me at the end here? No. Yes. Uh, well, it's a great question. And uh, actually one that I think could be important to ask yourself every day. 
really, if you want to just snag exactly what Debbie said and post it up at your desk or something. It's not <laughs> the worst idea. Um, I've been talking about this lately. It was a quote I read in a, a book called The Geography of Bliss, or maybe it was the Socrates Express. No, I think it was Geography of Bliss by Eric Weiner. And um, he was quoting the, the guy who uh, invented the polio vaccine. And one of the questions that he would ask himself was, how can I be a good ancestor? And that's a question I've been pondering that I don't have the answer to because that's bigger even than, it's almost like legacy without the ego kind of, right? It's like, well, what could I do that could contribute to, you know, maybe future generations or something like that? I don't, I don't have the answer to that question, but you know, that's why I admire some of these, like my neighbor works here in Norway for, uh, they, they, they do like electrical water power projects, you know, so they're, you know, maybe building dams or, you know, something that's providing electricity like to countries. This is like a, an example of something that's multi-generational, right? Like something he's building now might generate, uh, might generate electricity like three or four generations from now. I just think, I just love that idea, you know? So um, to answer your question, I don't, I don't really know. I really don't know. I've been thinking about this. Um, one thing is I have I have two small kids and, you know, I love that. I, n- I never thought about this before until I had them with the podcast, but it, it's pretty cool that if something ever happens to me, you know, they still have a way to kind of get to know a bit about... You can't really hide behind hundreds of hours of audios, you know, so they have a mm-hmm. way to get to know a bit about, you know, how I was thinking at certain times in my life and, and maybe who I am. I would say, yes, who I am. <laughs> it's just fun listening to interviews and to learn from those. So, you know, might there be a book or something like that uh, along those lines? I like the idea of being able to leave a trail of, of things that perhaps will allow people to think about, you know, their lives or society or whatever a little bit differently. You know, it's one of the big goals of the podcast is like, hey, let's get some guests on so we can, we can all hear some new perspectives together. Yeah, I'd listen to Alan Watts. He's a philosopher. He's no longer alive anymore, but you can listen to his talks and you know, they, they impact me and that guy's not around anymore. Right. So I hope that I can create a body of work that can you know, go beyond me, at least for a little bit until I'm totally forgotten that can maybe still, even when I'm gone, cause people to maybe think about some things a little differently and in a way that positively impacts their lives. So I guess that would be the answer. Yeah. I mean, I would say your podcast, all, you know, you mentioned this, like all of your audio content is your legacy. And also thinking about your children, listening to your voice, your excitement, all of these things that you share with your experiences, maybe you getting interviewed too, you interviewing people. That is a huge legacy too. Just, just thinking, I mean, I'm just thinking about your children and it's, you know, we've never had this before, you know, a hundred years ago, 50 years ago. And now you do have this audio legacy that you have that your children and grandchildren and great grandchildren can listen to and was like, that's what grandpa sounded like. That's what he did. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, until they changed the file format to like MP45 <laughs> or something, and then you can't read any of it, like, you know, Who knows? Like we have but- to get like a specific player for this. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> 
Forget this. I don't need to hear dad. And anyway, guys, if you're listening to this and you're like 30 year old, 30 years old now or something, I love you. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for joining us today. It is a pleasure to talk to you. It's always a pleasure to to talk to you. You're welcome here anytime. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? If you like podcasts, just search zero to travel, all spelled out, no, no numbers, Z-E-R-O-T-O travel. And we do turn the tables because as you mentioned, Debbie's on my podcast. And I want to say thanks for doing that. And you can listen to our interview there. And um, I just want to say thanks for having me on and for the work that you're doing because just you know, getting more of those perspectives out there on different ways to live. And you never know when something hit somebody's ears. I listen to shows and they hit my ears a certain way. And it's just, it's great to be able to put stuff out that can potentially impact people in a positive way. And and you've been doing that for many years. So rock on. I'm honored to be a part of it. Yeah. I feel like we're combining our powers. Have you ever watched that show like Captain Planet? It's like with our powers combined. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm such a dork. That's what I used to watch. But yeah, thank you. I love that. <laughs> thank you so much, Jason. I, I love it. I love sharing this with you. And obviously we have this passion that that we share with each other. And, you know, it's it's great to to just be able to talk about this with somebody who understands. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Jason. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview where we talk about taking information versus taking action before becoming location independent. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Hey listeners, thank you for listening to this episode and I'm so thankful for your support. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode and get suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, and so much more. Feel free to reach out at hello at theoffbeatlife.com and let me know what you'd like to hear. If you like the show, don't forget to give us some love and review on iTunes. Thank you again for being a part of this journey and I can't wait to hear how your location independent story will unfold.